let's say China. China, 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 China. I've been saying China, 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 China. Let me ask you about China. China. I go to China. China, 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 China. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. How are you, bud? I'm good. It's been a couple weeks since we've Dude, recorded. it feels like forever, even though we did To the Republic. Mm-hmm. One of our best, I think. Well, other than my editing gaffes. Oh, again. there was some some editing gaffes. Who cares? But overall, the content, the the, the exercise you presented... I listened back. I'm like, this is pretty good. It was. I th- I thought it was. Pretty, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So, we changed things up last episode for To the Republic. I know some people can think it can get a little dry because you're not interested in politics or civics or anything that matters in the world. I can definitely. <laughs> I can definitely tell because I I monitor our listens and <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not only. Yeah. I didn't uh, name that particular. For me, democratic structures. I'd be like, sign me up. Yeah. Everybody else. Yeah, 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 it's but it's not that boring. It's we actually, should change the name to like Aaron Carter's face tattoo or something. Ooh, I like that. So then people are like, "Ooh, what, are they talking about this?" And then they click on it, and it's just Democratic structures. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> gotcha, suckers. So I think it. I think it would be worth your while to listen. I yeah. I think so. I mean, it's just a, like like you said in the episode. It's a great way to kind of step back and look at democratic structures and where we are today and and just you know mm-hmm. removing yourself from what you're living in every day i think yeah and, and realize that people live in government operate their governments operate way different than ours mm-hmm. and yet it works for them right so i don't know, I don't know. check it out it was fun it was good um yeah okay right on it does feel like a while it does it does feel like because we 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 um we we did say what you mean that Thursday, and then recorded a TTR the next day. So it's been almost. Oh, it's been almost yeah. a full two weeks since we. It has wild, wild. Um, yeah, there's. I got some things to talk about. Okay. You and I have been kind of putting. We put one thing immediately after we recorded. Say what you mean. We had a discussion about something, and I'm like, holy shit, we should talk about that. So we're gonna get to that today. Okay. I'd like to. Um, oh, yes. That's the not saying what you okay. Yeah, not saying what text, you when mean. When you texted me that, I had to sit back. I'm like, okay, what was what were we talking about there? I remembered it vaguely, and yeah. then as I was pondering last night, yeah. kind of preparing for the episode mentally, I was I was like, ah, oh, get it. We're shams. We are shams. <laughs> um, I want to get to some other things also, and okay. you sent me an article. So, uh, what's that? That uh, oh yeah that. <laughs> this is like the long lost like this is for. Jeff's birthday three weeks ago. Oh, that doesn't matter. Let me see that bad boy. All right. Well, did you wrap it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it's a I bag. Appreciate it's it. a bag with tissue paper. So don't I give mean, me that's much, a wrap job. Don't give me too much credit. So Jeff is a way better, way way better gift giver than I am. So I have like th- I have plans for the Etsy thing fell through. I'm really oh, pissed. The guy, hell the guy, yes. The guy, the guy just. Oh, dude. You don't have okay. Well, what? What? Okay. 
that that instantly hyped. It's a uh, Camelback WSU. Oh, dude, um, water bottle, and you gave me a twenty five dollar gift card to Xbox, dude. This is way well, too much. What are you well, doing? The, the new, the new. Okay, you have <laughs> given me awesome birthday and Christmas <laughs> presents for like the last like three years and I have not reciprocated anything. So I have to really make up <laughs> you for... You have to. I have to really make up for like the next like this, like your birthday, this Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm got, I got to get even. Otherwise, like my, val- like, my no, values meter No, but is. this, I can't tell you how hyped I am about this. This, this is the one where I was like, oh, dude, I don't know why. I'm so into this right now. I saw that and I was like, oh, I bet you Jeff is going to really like it. It's like something that you always wanted, but you would never buy for yourself, Mm -hmm. which is the master of gift giving. So you're excellent. This is a laser engraved ballpoint pen. Washington State University. I don't even want to open it. I just want to keep it in its (laughs) little box, dude. Oh, this is tight. I like this a lot. And the, uh, the new... Call of Duty is coming out, so hopefully that can that can help you get it. Cause now, this? yeah, hell yeah, for, dude. For things I'm not going to get into, I have plenty of free time on my hands for the time <laughs> being, so I'm going to be playing. Are you going to get it? Yeah, you got to get mm-hmm. it, dude. Cause we've all been playing the new one, and without you, it's just no fun. Okay, well, I'm excited to. Thank start you, Jake. I, this is excellent. I I bought a new um, I I bought a game for myself that I had been wanting for a yeah. while, and it kinda, what is that? It kind of sucks. It's called Greedfall. Oh, you were telling me about yeah. it. You don't like it. The graphics look like ni- 2009 Xbox 360. Oh, God. It's not great. Like the, the Did you do re- research? Yeah, and everybody okay. said it was great. Like, the storytelling is great. Yeah. And it has, like, a Mass Effect. Uh, the, the storytelling is as deep as Mass Effect, and the combat controls are like Assassin's Creed. And it's a discount version of both. Oh. It just, nah. Well, thank you, dude. This is my new work one. I'm going to use this every day because I drink a lot of water at work. That's good. And I've just been using, like, a store-bought water bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. Plus, I like to rub WSU in everyone's faces. <laughs> Fucking ducks over here. And there's there's one coog at my work. She's this old lady, and she's the IT lady. Of course it is. And uh, <laughs> I come in, and I'm using my other, like, WSU bottle. I don't know where it is. Um, so I've been using, like, water bottles. But uh, she comes in, and she sees it. And she looks at me and looks at my bottle and then walks over to fist, like, fist bump me. I was like. Yeah, and I'm like, it ain't easy being the only coog up here. And she goes, I was the only coog here before you got here. And I was like, yeah, it's rough. It's nice, like when I see people walk into fishermen's with coog gear. On, yeah, it's it's. That's I, I always you know I was like I'll, I'll give a go coogs and I always get a go coogs back. Yeah, always. Like that, yeah. I saw a guy in Bend. I never say it, but in Bend, if you're repping mm-hmm. WSU, you gotta say something. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Jake. You're welcome. This man. is freaking rad. Dang it! Where I don't I don't know what I want to do with that pen. That's like for my like big man desk one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my <laughs> I, government job. I can't wait to have my big man desk. That's cool, dude. You and I were both made for big man desks. We were. I hope. At least just give me like professional podcasting, so we have our own podcast off like Joe Rogan. Have you ever seen his spot? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Ridiculous, dude. Yeah. One day. Trust me, I've been like looking at like townhouse houses to buy or like a house to buy. There's always a third bedroom for the pod loft mm-hmm. in every search I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, dude. That's you're awesome. Well, Great gifts. I applaud you and your efforts, and you've done well. Well, thank you. I like this. I want to touch it. But we got a show to record. Okay. Thank you. And I was late, so we're running behind. Yeah. And we got a lot to talk about. Okay. I think.
think we should start with World War Three. Okay. Being started by the NBA in China. <laughs> in China. Dude, what a mess, man. Yeah, I, I am struggling with how to think with with this because I love the NBA. Right. I love the Blazers, and I love C.J. McCollum, who is probably one of the most connected um, players in China because he has a massive shoe deal yeah. in China. So I'm like... Has he said anything about this? Mm-mm. Okay. So for those who don't know, Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey tweeted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And then the hell of China rained down. <laughs> so yeah. for those who don't know, China is a massive market for the NBA um, with the connections of Yao Ming and then when Jeremy Lin mm-hmm. like kind of rose, that helped. I did some research and people are reporting that China is like 10% of NBA revenue and by 2030 it could be 20% of the league's revenue. That's insane. Like they wasn't something like 500 million Chinese watched a game, an NBA game last year? I don't I don't know. And, and then they've they've accounted for 4 billion dollars in revenue. Yeah. Whoo! So to have China pissed at you is not good. So the um we we have we talked about like the civil unrest in China a little bit. Right. We, we talked about it in the context of what Joey Gibson was doing yeah, over there. But. Yeah. But basically, it has to do with extraditing people from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And the government won't or will? Um, originally, they, the Hong Kong government, who they were told... So when the 100-year lease ended in, right. in British ceded control of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. even though they were allowing... Basically, for the last 50 years, been allowing Hong Kong to be completely autonomous and mm-hmm. self-governing. When that 100-year lease ended that was signed after the, the china lost the opium wars back in the end of like the early 1900s once that 100 year once that 100 year lease ended china was then given technically given control of, of hong, hong kong, kong back right and they originally told people the people of hong kong we're going to allow you to be a self-governing um, district basically you're going to be full auto- like fully autonomous mm-hmm. well as Xi has consolidated consolidated power in china he's also going back on a lot of his promises to hong kong to be autonomous pressured the hong kong government mm. to pass this extra this extradition um bill that would allow china to make people who were critical of china other political dissidents in Ooh. hong kong disappear Whoa. so that's, that's that's what he's speaking out that's against. what he's speaking out of. well because then hong kong the people <laughs> the, the citizens of hong kong who have been living under democracy for the last like 50 years mm-hmm. haven't wanted like they want to still be autonomous, right? So they're mad about. They're obviously mad about this, as you know, they sh- as they should be, right? But technically, it is China. Like, yeah, it is China. So I don't. It's 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 hard. One what hard, but 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 it's scenario. But as soon as they started, so after that was passed, they started rioting like crazy in the streets, Hong in in, in Hong Kong. In China, brought in the, their police, and there were there's been all sorts of riots and deaths, people disappearing. There's been protesters shot by police. Yeah, it's been it's been bloody and it's been awful to watch. Um, the West is either half-heartedly trying to take a stance on it, like giving you know all we stand with Hong Kong, but really doing nothing mm-hmm. to try to do like to try to do anything. Um, or there, I mean, there are some non-governmental organizations that are trying to help with political development and. Um, uh, over there freedom house is big right now uh, which i talked to. about them before mm-hmm. yeah they're 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 really active right now in hong kong 
But yeah, it's a it's a it's an absolute mess. So Daryl Morey <laughs> apparently was try try just tweeted about his you know support for democracy in America. Yeah, which that's not that not really that big of a stance to be you know right standing up for democracy in the United States. But apparently, but China. he's the general manager for the most affiliated NBA team with yes. China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, Houston the Houston Rockets has have been tied to China for a long time. Yeah, so. China got pissed, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, "We're done. We we ain't playing with you guys anymore." Um, Isn't that crazy to think about that? The amount of controls that they have on their media that they can just pull, basically pull a lever, and no, no more NBA. Yeah. in China. Yeah. So Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, he says first he's like, "I don't know where I couldn't find a direct quote," but he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, like." Hold on. He, uh, freedom of speech and all that, but he doesn't speak for the entire NBA, which is kind of sketch. Yeah. Because he's kind of bending over backwards for China Mm -hmm. and not standing with a general, um, an American general manager in a predominantly, entirely, not entirely, predominantly NBA, uh, American league. Mm -hmm. So. China, he he says, we will not, um, Adam, I have a quote here. Uh, Adam Silver says, the NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say. We simply could not operate that way. I think that might have been in the one where he was like, pump the brakes. He doesn't speak for mm-hmm. us, though. Yeah. And China whoops out the fucking law and just squishes the United States <laughs> And NBA just says, we are strongly dissatisfied and oppose Adam's claim to support Maury's rights of free expression. We believe that any speech that challenges national sovereignty and social stability is not within the scopes of free speech. Maybe in their context, but they can fuck off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Fuck off, China. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So... The good guys, the heroes, over at South Park. <laughs> Did you I see saw, this? I saw this. Oh, yeah. it's so good. They, uh, <laughs> they, they, they kind of disappear from my landscape every once in a while, but then, then they come back with something like this, oh. and they remind the world just how really good. Just their on top are. of everything mm-hmm. they are, they're so good. So they released an official uh, an apology to China for. Ma- Trey Stone or Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It says, quote, like the NBA, we welcome Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We too love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi, who's the mm-hmm. leader, doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our three hundredth episode this Wednesday at ten. Long live the great communist party of China. May autumn's sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good, China? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, Trump going after Steve Kerr now and pop for, and, and pop, pop for not being as spoken out about China. Yeah, which I find that interesting because Steve Kerr has been at the forefront of many of these social issues. Like yes. he's taken stance at potentially put the NBA in precarious situations because you see what happens with the NFL, right? If mm-hmm. a player even like kneels, like it's 
they're burning jerseys. Well, in the NBA, like it's a little bit more progressive. It's a little more. Um, it, it's definitely not that conser- conservative, right? Um, and even Steve Kerr punted, which I find. Well, from what I heard, Steve said, "I don't know enough about the." I don't buy situ- that. Oh, really? I don't buy that. that okay. If, there, if there's a guy that's in tune. With that in the NBA, it's Pop and Kerr. Yeah, I because, agree. Because Kerr, but we should note that that's what he said. He didn't say like, "I'm not talking about it." That's he said, a punt. "I don't know enough about the situation." He literally, to he speak literally, on it. he literally. They were on fourth and long, and he punted. <laughs> they, he won. His dad was a U.S. was a U.S. diplomat. Kerr's? Yeah, yeah. He grew up in embassies. The, he is a smart, well-read guy yeah he knows enough to comment about this yeah i think that's a i think you're right i think that's fair but trump attacks them because they both personally attacked him oh yeah for sure i mean i'm not saying yeah i'm not giving trump credit yeah 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 and i think in a lot of ways trump has um created has helped create this mess that we're in with china currently but but i think you're right and he had a responsibility to say something and if you I don't know. Maybe he doesn't I mean, believe in freedom of speech. I mean, I, I'm sure he. I'm sure he does, but yeah. I think he he underst- yeah, it might also understand the big picture. And this is where I'm struggling with yeah. this. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. Okay. And, but I'll tell you how I feel, and then yeah. we can. I you don't. Know, you and I can talk about it because yeah. I'm sure you have your opinions. Um, my in my opinion, they. I, I'm struggling because at this. At, I hold. I'm like I got on Trump like crazy for telling companies when the tariffs were happening when he first started announcing tariffs yeah. and a company like Harley Davidson said, well, we're just going to take our manufacturing to Europe. Yeah. And he went after, he went after uh, Harley Davidson saying, you know, you guys are traitors. You're leaving the country. You need to you know, stay here for the, it's the greater good, right? You need right. to take that hit on the tariffs because it's for the greater good of the nation, right? It, you should go against your best economic self-interest because it's in the best interest of the nation. Right. And so here, MBA has a huge financial ties. These owners are getting probably only one of the reasons why they can give out super max contracts to these players is mm-hmm. because of the revenue, the additional revenue they're getting from China. This article I pulled up said that it's going to affect... Okay, Aura's pissed. <laughs> uh, it's going to. It could possibly affect the the salary caps in the future mm-hmm. because this could be a ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent hit. But sorry, yeah. continue. No, I I can totally see that. And so, I am I hypocrite for saying that? I don't know. What do you think? Am I hypocrite <laughs> for saying that? I mean, she's really mad about China too. I know. I get it. But um, we all are. China. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so am I a hypocrite for holding? For say, basically criticizing Trump for saying that our U.S. companies need to go against their self-interest for mm-hmm. the greater good, but then still watching the NBA while they cater to pressure from a foreign government. Right. Well, they are. I kind of am within the same like, oh, shoot, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um but they are their own private business and company and can make those decisions within themselves, within itself, as far as, I mean, they, he could lose his job, technically, because of their rules and regulations on, um, like, social media. Daryl Morey? Yeah. Okay. 
but that would look sketchy as fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not going to fire him. But no. even but even the owner of the Rockets threw him under the bus. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Saying, saying that Daryl Morey doesn't speak for the Houston Rockets. It's like, well, he's your general manager. He kind of does. And you're really only where you're at because of his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes, dude! I don't know. Okay. I will not stop watching the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I live and breathe and die for this season, and that's so terrible. Is it terrible? I know. Why does it have to happen this season? Right. Like, this is our championship season. I, I believe that. I don't know. I mean, th- later, okay, so after China, like, kind of bitch slapped Adam Silver in the NBA, then he finally said, fine, if you're going to – Block our shows. We'll just take the our our games. We'll just take the hit. You do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But he should have done that in the first place. He should have had the leagues back. He should have had freedom of speech is back. He should have just told them, "Fuck you, go." But financially and as a businessman and everyone that's invested, mm-hmm. I understand why he couldn't or was afraid to. But how scary is that? That the financial ties are that strong to China and dependent on China. I think we realize the scope and scale of Chinese influence around the world. If right. they can affect our domestic sports leagues yeah. in such a way. Yeah. It's the same. I was trying to draw par- like historical parallels. And the closest thing I could find just doing some re- just doing some poking around and reading was during the 1930s um, with Nazi Germany, before the before World War II broke out, uh, you know the United, you know obviously the United States and most of most of the West was suffering a major economic crisis. We we're in the middle of the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. No one could afford to go to see movies, so the biggest market for movie production was in Germany, and Germany would send its delegates over and basically tell our movie producers and the, like the studios, you know, you can't have any Jews in your in your movies. You can't wow. have any, you know, supposed anti-Germany, anti-German anti-nazi propaganda mm-hmm. um otherwise you're just your movies are, are cut and it's the same thing what china is doing with right. our with our film industry like they ha- they only allow the importation of of a, of a certain amount of movies per year into china and if you want to make that list you have to film so many scenes in china you have to you can't have any anti-china propaganda you have to have so many chinese i wonder like, if rating dictates that too like pg-13 maybe versus r because you see a lot of previously like R-rated franchises going to PG-13. Mm-hmm. And I've heard arguments of why that's done. But I'm wondering if – I know the market is dictating that. But mm-hmm. I wonder how much influence on that market China has. Yeah. We, I'm sure at least some as we're finding out because right. they're, they're, they have their tentacles everywhere it seems like. You know, if you look at just and that that's just like in our, like Dude, our social lives. Right. If you think about economically the, the tie – like they're buying up – Essentially, it, Italy has become a Belt and Road Initiative state. They've bas- they're basically a BRI borrower now, and then um, a what? B- the Belt and Road Initiative. Oh yes, yeah. Gotcha. We talked about that. Um, their Italy is basically in bed now with the Chinese government in terms of lo- like loans, which is incredibly dangerous if you think about um, uh, geopolitics. Mm-hmm. And because Italy is a G seven member, Italy is a uh, is a staunch NATO as has been one of the original NATO. You know, NATO are one of our original NATO allies, mm-hmm. so that's you know it's concerning. Like, and then they're they're buying up ports in mm-hmm. in England mm-hmm. that are going bankrupt due to you know Brexit. So 
it's do it's scary. Whoa, it's dude. really really scary. We should start lo- learning Chinese in the United States, <laughs> too. In the United the United in the United States is not only trying to fight a war against China, it's trying to fight a war against its allies. Like that's my yeah. it's like yes the like I don't just gets in probably this is getting bigger than we're probably no, no, we're no. trying to talk about. I think about. this is exactly what we're talking about. Real quick, the, like you said, this is just one example of our entertainment industry and, and our sports. Mm-hmm. But look at the greater implications. If you broaden the scope, it's they're literally affecting everything. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah. So that's my I mean that's just my biggest critique with Trump is I don't think Trump's policies towards China is wrong at all. I think past presidents have made this issue like have created this issue. George W. Bush in the early 2000s had an opportunity to try to curb some of this early and failed to do and failed to do so because they were more they were more preoccupied with the Middle East. Right. The Obama administration um, failed to do this. And this was really set up by Clinton um, allowing the ch- China to enter the WTO, but then putting, but then basically allowing them to use all of these shitty practices that they've been using: money manipulation, um, you know, currency manipulation, currency manipulation, high tariffs on on imports to, to protect their 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 fledging industries. Mm-hmm. He allowed that kind of stuff to happen because he would because under the assumption of commercial liberalism, that by opening them, like getting China within these institutions, would democratize china well mm-hmm. it didn't work right and we just have been going off this wrong assumption for a long time so i'm not saying that trump is wrong to be trying to fight a trade war but why are you also fighting a trade war with your allies because right. we're finding unilaterally the united states and china can't beat e- they can't beat each other it's a stalemate right. Head right? Head, right so the only way to be able to get china be able to put enough pressure on china to get them to curb their practices is to work in a coalition with your allies but oh guess what you've also slapped 25 percent tariffs on them across yeah. the board yeah that's my i don't know that's my biggest. that's a great problem. point i think that's a great point mm-hmm. the you're you're more effective if you have kind of a team going well we there. didn't beat the soviet union by ourselves right 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 and this is the, this is our this is our generation's greatest threat this is our cold war yeah I agree. Hmm. So, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if anything, you know, the 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 behavior and the decisions by the NBA has kind of exposed this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just by that simple tweet, it's kind of put things into light. But I just I worry that people are getting so bogged down on how this affects just the league. Like, oh man, now this is going to make this happen in the NBA instead of looking at the broader implications of what's what could happen and what this means economically also i saw some i I was talking to a friend about you know this gets into the freedom of speech bit Mm -hmm. but uh some science some friend uh some protesters had a sign that like said stand with china or whatever at the uh at the wizards game and security came Stand with hong kong hong kong sorry 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 hong kong they came and they took their signs down they were wearing shirts that said stand with hong kong but they took their signs Mm. and i was like hmm I don't know if I like that, but then I was talking to a friend. And he said that's actually arena policy because um, it prevents like free advertising for politicians like during uh, elections and mm-hmm. stuff. So they don't let any political signs come up, which that makes a little bit of sense. I get that, um, but if the argument is like no political signs, uh, CJ had a great point and. It's annoying, but it's like, where does that stop? Because you could argue, he's like, what if someone brings a sign of, of Pepe the Frog? 
is that a political statement? What are you saying? Mm-hmm. And then naturally, I send a, a a meme or a gif of somebody doing the three goggles. Oh, and I said white supremacy. Oh, because the OK sign is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could make such stupid arguments, but um, I don't know. It's I think this ties more into your article and uh, parts I want to get to. So we'll come back to this. OK, Um, let's get to not saying what you mean. OK. So you and I had a conversation at the end of the last episode. You admitted to something, doing something. Mm-hmm. And as you're saying this, I'm thinking, holy shit. Like, I was just thinking about how I also do this. And it's, what the fuck is wrong with this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, think everybody do- I think everybody does this at some point but in their life. why? So what Jake and I are talking about is, is, <sighs> you, you, I don't know. Do you know how to say it? You probably know how to say it better than I do. You're more, you're better spoken than I am. That's not true. (laughs) Editing, you and I, I have to spend way more time on myself than I have to do with you. I barely spent any time cutting ums or anything like that Uh out of yours. You cut ums and stuff? Oh, yeah. That's why I take Dude, you did a good job. Okay. I can't hear any. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I take them. I try to take them. I try to take them all out as best I can. Good job. Unless it's like in the middle of a really like quickly spoken right and there's really not enough to like make it look mm-hmm. like without making it sound choppy mm-hmm. but if there's like a if i have like a pause and i'm like um yeah or if like um and then i'll go into my next mm-hmm. whatever i want to say mm-hmm. next You'll i, I make um. sure i make I mm, all that. good job okay so okay you and i had a discussion and we noticed something about ourselves that we keep doing is like when we get in a debate or or a conversation with somebody who is arguing the opposite point that we believe or think, mm-hmm. we find ourselves falling into just saying or repeating other extremes that we hear on the, in the media or on the news. Is that fair? I think it's fair. So the example that I have is like this, this like hardcore Trump supporter at work, which they're all over and I'm surrounded by them. I'm in a cave of Trump supporters. He starts saying all these extreme things and just to like, I don't know, is it, what am I doing? Am I trying to shock him or, or just like get him dead in his tracks or get him more fired up? But I'll bring up extreme arguments on the left that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm using those to make my arguments against him. Hmm. It's interesting. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it either. Um but it, I kinda go the I kinda go the opposite okay. route with it. I if I'm sitting in a group of people um who are Trump supporters, right, I'll find myself either letting things go or saying th- oh. or kind of capitulating a little bit uh-huh. and saying things that I wouldn't necessarily I don't I know I don't actually believe okay yes but trying to find some kernel of like common ground with them that's not like super like super super oh extreme. I do that too I do that, that that's be, right that's what we were talking about okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Keep continuing. so for me it's like if I'm sitting there and I'm I'm I, I work with people who are I, I deal with a lot of mm-hmm. Trump supporters in my job too and a lot of it is just them saying like they'll they'll be going off about something and mm-hmm. then they'll ask me what I think and instead of 
instead of just trying to argue with him, I guess, or I, I don't know why I feel this pressure, but I'll just, I'll just kind of like, I'll, I can't think of anything specifically. Me right neither. Now, but it's, it's just, I will, I'll be like, yeah, you know, well, I can see the point about protectionism, right? Or okay. I can okay. see the, I can see, I can see why, you know, I know exactly yeah, what you're saying. I, I, can, I know I just, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not making a great. No, no, no. I think yeah, that's exactly what we do. And what I do is like, yeah, because you're, I don't know. I think that you're going to attract more bees with honey, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's why, but I know that like, so I know that I, I say the extreme left ideas mostly to be a troll. Cause that's what I am. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that to troll. And I don't, obviously I don't mean what I'm saying. Um, but I like to see them get worked up. So I think that that's where that stems from. What you're talking about, I think, is a tactic that I use when I'm – it's almost like a little bait and switch I'll do sometimes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I could totally see that. Boom, knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then I'll lay down the actual facts of shit that they haven't researched or studied or anything. Sure. The true the true nuances of what they think they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. So they'll be like, oh my God, it's so great that we're we're alienating our, our allies and putting all these tariffs on them. And I go, okay, I see, like you're saying, the protectionism, and then say, but here are the broader implications of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do, I do do that. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm a little weaker when it comes to that because I don't think I go to that next step that you do. Right. I don't do it all the time. As often. I don't do it all the time. Trust me, there are times where people are talking and I'll just bite my tongue and just shake my head. And everybody who knows that, you know, I disagree with a lot of what Trump does and they also agree with me mm-hmm. and as far as like, because there are some people who are not like Trump jockeys, but they'll they'll look over at me and just smile because I'm just like, I'm biting my tongue and just shaking my head. Sure. Because it's just like, but I mean, I'm a manager, so I can't really mm-hmm. like, I can't just say shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's, I don't go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there's a, there's a certain environment that you and I are in from time to time. That's fairly liberal. Yes. And I will find myself. Oh, yes. I do this. I think I do this a lot. Maybe just because of where we are in the pecking order of that particular organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'll be like, if, if I'm, I'm hearing just some stuff that I definitely don't agree with. Right. I'll try. I, I will definitely try to find a way to make it seem like I'm like a part of that group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you a little bit about how... Um, uh, just w- seeing a lot of and knowing kind of what is going on with the Democratic Party in this region mm-hmm. that I live in. And I'm just I've just like a lot of the ideas and ideals are getting more and more extreme to the point where it, it's pushing me away. Mm-hmm. And I text you this and I'm like, I just I don't want any part of it, of what they're doing, what they're representing. Uh, uh uh, maybe candidates that they're supporting. So I'm pushing myself away. And you said, welcome. What did you say? I can't remember. <laughs> it's like, welcome to politics without a home. Or yeah. Something, like, something that. like that. Because I was just like, I don't, I don't feel. What did I say? It's like, I'm welcome to politics without a home is what you said. Oh, was that? It's okay. lonely, but I'm here. 
<laughs> Dude, it's just like some tactics, some shadiness that I'm just seeing. Um, just, uh, you know, I see right through some of their, uh, their just, I guess, tactics, the, what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and the way that they're wording things to get people on their side. And it's just like, for me, I'm just grossed out by it. it just, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. Yeah. That's not that's not a team that I would feel good representing. Mm-hmm. So to go to an event or go to like anything to to show support for that. Now I could I should and could probably go and be infiltrate their programs and be like, "Actually, I disagree with all of that. I agree with this part, but I don't agree with that part." You know what I mean? Yeah. And be a contentious voice in probably an environment where there isn't one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I don't I agree with everything that they're saying. I do agree with some, but most of it I'm just like, oh, that's gross. I don't like that. Or that tactic is shady. You shouldn't do that. But a lot of people, a lot of times I see just let things go be- for the greater good. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I want no part in that game. But there's going to come a point where these people who are organizing to get certain people elected, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to control who is left standing to vote for. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I so if I don't participate, now I'm left either choosing between two candidates I can't stand or getting in there and saying, fuck that. Yeah. But I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, have, I find a hard time too because I just don't want to ruffle feathers, right? Right. Like, because... And we've talked. I think we've talked. We've definitely talked about this because yeah. I. F- I think just thinking about my mindset in in that situation, and then also being around like my dad's buddies when I was I was helping my dad. My parents are moving, and my dad's doing all of the. They're moving into like this new subdivision. It's like a. It's a. It's a built. It's a home mm-hmm. that you like. It's kind of like a semi-custom home. Like you get right. to pick. It's like they have like the floor model, but you get to pick all of the stuff about it. So, mm-hmm. but my dad is a perfection when it comes perfectionist when it comes to concrete and he that's what he's done his whole life and he's incredibly good at it and he all of the work around all the other houses sucks so he's pouring in he's doing all the concrete so i've been helping him and then he's um, doing all the concrete himself well like but my, for his house yeah oh so wow. my, my uncle is help my uncle that's cool my uncle is helping um and then the like the best friends of the Jokum family, the Leases, who yeah. also are, are concrete guys, they've been helping out too. Um, anyway, is so that saving on cost? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's saving on so. cost, but yeah. it's also way better work. Right. Right. Okay. And um, anyway, so back to the topic. Well, I'm getting well. So those I mean, those are all pretty, like, they all come from rural back rural backgrounds, conservative, um, and are. I mean, they're, they're, they do support they do support Trump. I think mostly because of the fear of what is in store for the Second Amendment should right. a Democrat be elected. Right. And I think that drives a lot of their um, their support for Trump is is kind of seated in that that fear of mm-hmm. you know the restriction of the Second Amendment and, and guns because they're all they all hunt and and I so I get it. But the um, but also being in that environment and I'm it's like well I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be seen as an out like I don't want to be seen as an outsider. But then when I'm also in around that other environment with 
with you know pretty hardcore progressive liberals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be labeled as a Trump supporter, but then I also don't want to be labeled as a Bernie supporter. Right. Because it's right. like you're one or the you're, you're war one or the other. So it's like if I like oh I'm going too far left. Like I've heard that from my dad's friends. Like mm-hmm. I'm going too far left. And then that almost is like a. It almost like it hurts me a little bit because all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm viewed as like an I'm viewed as an out like I'm viewed as an outsider. I think in both scenarios, whether you're with those who you more identify with or less identify with, there's always that fear of like if you're the lone wolf there, Mm -hmm. it's like now you're kind of vulnerable to everybody else being like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Even if I were to go and stand up for maybe things that I disagree with in a party that I'm affiliated with and I'm like, I don't agree with that. Now I have 15 people telling me why I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. not saying that they would, but there would be some fucking backhanded bullshit that I would have to sit through. And I'm too vocal to just sit there and take it. There would definitely be confrontation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not just going to sit there and take that shit. Especially with how poisoned our um, dialogue has become. Yeah. With the with the words of like the, the words treason and traitor yes. and uh, being thrown around like crazy. It's do it's. You just can't. You can't have. Like, you can't have a a, a a discourse with anybody anymore without have. I shouldn't say with anybody anymore. Right. That's way too much of a generalization. But like, it just seems that there is no way you can have a conversation with a Trump supporter without being called a commie or like yes, yes, or a le- like you're a leftist or the other you, side. You support like you you support Antifa. Yeah. On the flip, you're a white supremacist. You know. You 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 hate immigrants or you hate all this stuff. Those are the things that they say on the other side. Mm-hmm. Because I know I talk to people and they're like, I'm sick of being called a white supremacist. I'm sick of being called all this because I support Trump. It's like, well, you're just not educated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, dude, did you see Ellen chilling with uh, Bush? Yeah, we need more of that. Holy shit, We dude. need more of that. We need more of we need more people who are rational. Yeah, sitting together. Right. And saying this is bullshit. Right. Like, you guys saying like we can't be friends mm-hmm. because we disagree on Dude, literally stuff. magazines from the gay community were like this is not okay. And and it goes to something I don't know if we've talked about it on air. I know we've definitely mm-hmm. talked about it off mic, but it's just like again, you get more bees with honey. If you want people, if there, if there is somebody who views you as, and we have seen this historically, as inhuman or less than, having a conversation with someone that you view like that and realizing, oh, they're actually just a fucking person like me, mm-hmm. does more good than telling them to fuck off would. Because if you turn, if you, if you're, if you're. I don't know if you if you're mean or you push them away or you say I'm not associating you with you because of your beliefs. That's going to just reinforce possibly reinforce some ideas or preconceived notions that they have about you based on religion, skin, sexual preference, gender, mm-hmm. race, whatever. Yeah. So with Ellen sitting there, maybe Bush has preconceived notions about the gay community. And has ideas about them, but having having a conversation with Ellen and becoming friends with Ellen, now that is somebody in his circle that mm-hmm. identifies that way, who lives her life that way. Yeah. She's in love with a woman. 
big fucking deal. Now maybe Bush sees that as, oh, that's not a fucking deal. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Whereas she were to be like, uh, can I sit somebody somewhere else? That I'm, I just can't imagine that that would go well for his outlook on a gay person. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Uh, no, 100%. And I, and I agree. And so everybody telling her not to be friends with him, it's like, I don't understand how you don't see that as doing good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it is. I, 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 when I saw that she was getting attacked for that, I'm like, you've got to be, you've got to be, did you've you see her, be kidding me. her dialogue? Yeah. She fucking owned it. She, did. she crushed it. She did. And, and like she always says is be kind. Mm-hmm. And then she said, when I say that, I'm not saying to those who agree with you, I'm yeah. saying be kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fucking pick up a mic just to drop it. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And and the whole time I'm thinking that's what you and I. She's like, have conversations with people who disagree with you. I was like, say what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, I, I think you and I have done a really good, really good job of putting ourselves into situations with people who we don't that we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Like, I understand that it's hard. It's right. uncomfortable. It can be really it can be. uncomfortable to swallow um, things that you want to say just to, so you can keep, you know, so you can keep some. I, I understand, like, Ellen's probably got to be sitting there like, why did you send in 2004 to win re-election? Did you send Carl Rove out fear-mongering about gay marriage? Yeah. Like, what What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I, I would like if I was Ellen DeGeneres. Like, I understand why she would want to like be pissed, or could be, or yeah. could be. Yeah, but she didn't, right? right? She took she took the high road, and yep. I think that that is like such an American. I mean, it's not just to American, but that is such right. an American. Like that is such a like part of like the American ethos, mm-hmm. and we need we just need more of that. Yeah, we really need more of that. Yeah, well, no, and that's what I mean when I talk about like with Trump supporters. Like, I try to. When or somebody I disagree with, but I'm using specifically Trump supporters because I'm t- thinking about people I talk with at work. And there are some irrational dudes who are just like Alex Jones conspiracy theorists, like off their rocker supporters that I I don't even I don't even talk to them. I can't. It's if you're not if we're not operating <laughs> the same reality. Yes. Yes. I mean, we aren't because I believe everything's a conspiracy and you believe nothing's a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) But like one individual specifically, I've talked about this, but I'm just like, well, man, okay, but have you considered this or did you know this or did you know that? And I just get told that that's my reality. Mm. Jesus. (laughs) That that's my truth. Well, I mean, the the administration set the tone for that. Oh, yeah, he's definitely. They brought the, I mean, Kellyanne Conway, in the first couple months of the administration, brought out the term... Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I applaud Ellen. She's such a baller, anyways. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her and her dude. Her comedy. I don't want to get started on that, but God, I love it. Her old stuff, just the subtle jokes that just any. I think sometimes get overlooked. I just love that style of comedy. Mm-hmm. Just something. Oh, sorry. Anyways, it's good, and her new stand is pretty good too. Um, but we we need people like Ellen yes. because there's a database that I came across and doing research for my quantitative methods course. Yeah. And I was trying to find data on political fractionalization in, oh. in countries. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole data, there's a whole project that's been around for about a decade. And it's called the Polity 4 project. Okay. 
that's the name of their data set is polity four and they're basically what they're trying to do is measure political fractionalization within um for the health well basically what they're trying to do is, is register the the health of democracy so they've taken all for all countries that would fall under the blanket of demo of a democracy and they rate it on its health based on political fractionalization in 2014 that was so in so in 2014 they was the first time in that project's history and they had been looking at data since the 1970s that they downgraded the health of american democracy wow Mm -hmm. based on based on the fractionalization there's there's like a hundred different variables that they account for yeah but yeah it's generally they're looking at the fracture and how Mm -hmm. it's it's the differences are spreading yes how polarized we polarized become. Yeah. yeah wow so it's it's con- it really is con- it really is concerning yeah well and i also and i've said this before and i'm and we're just getting the same shit we say all the time but i wonder how much that is just being propagated by media and government because if i talk to people even though i disagree it goes differently than with like online in comic in comment streams I see you talking shit about or repping the Jets all the time. I love liking your comments on those <laughs> ones. Um, but you know, I'm I'm if you get into that, it's so it's so vicious and gross and poisonous and nasty. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it is the internet. You know, maybe it's this disconnect from from talking to people face to face that is problematic. Maybe I do need to go to those events and have that conversation face to face. In a better way than Steven Crowder. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking about that as I was saying that, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Because he sets it up to favor himself. Yeah, he does. He's so nasty about it. I can't stand that shit. I mean, I do watch it to, to kind of learn, but stop it. Mm-hmm. He's obnoxious. Um, there was one more thing I want to tell you, completely unrelated. Um, it has to do with the messages from them boys. From Dem Boys. Which is uh, Micah, Matt, and oh. CJ. Shout out Dem Boys. Um, Micah, <laughs> Micah sends a message. The Jets just scored their first offensive touchdown. And I just responded, championship. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they're updating me constantly on the Jets is because of you. <laughs> that wasn't. That was their second offensive Touchdown oh, of the season. Oh, suck it. If they're talking about the one from last week. I don't know. Um, No. Wait. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. They scored an offensive touchdown in their first game yeah. against the Bills. So two? We have two. Championship. Championship. We have as many def- we have, oh, God. We have as many offensive everywhere. touchdowns as we do defensive touchdowns. That's crazy. And only one more than special teams. That's not good. That's not good. We only have five total. I mean, if you were winning, we that'd be cool. We only have five total touchdowns. Do you know that the that Christian McCaffrey, a running back for the mm-hmm. for the Carolina Panthers, has more total yards from scrimmage this season than the entire Jets team from scrimmage? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. How do you watch it? It's brutal. Why do you even they gave watch up it? Ten sacks last last game. <sighs> Why do you because even hope watch is it? the only thing that we have, man? I I around, saw you saying that. I sit around <laughs> all off season waiting for the jets for jets football to come back and i'll be damned if i'm going to give up on it after four weeks like i know in my it, logic tells me this season is over and yeah. it was over after honestly it was over after like week 
when the news came out about Darnold having mono yeah. and CJ Mosley, like our best defender, who the Bills could not score on the Jets until Mosley went out. He was all over the place. He had an interception return for a touchdown. He had a fumble recovery. He had like two sacks. He had like multiple passes defensed. He rips like rips his groin muscle and has been out ever since. And as soon as we he went out, we couldn't stop a nosebleed. We gave up touchdowns on three straight drives and mm-hmm. blew a sixteen to zero lead um, to it's the Bills and lost the game. It just that? the whole game, the whole thing just blew up. There's no communication in the linebackers. It was awful. There was just what it was. It was. It was a typical Jets loss, but right. it was just you just couldn't believe what you're happening. It's like watching the Cougs blow a 49 to 17 game against UCLA the other night. Yeah. Um, you just you're watching. You can't believe what you're look what you're what you're actually seeing is is happening. Right. So take that mentality of hope and masochism, <laughs> and just go go. Let's go sit with people we disagree with in political parties. Well, there's a we. I think we have an opportunity. Anybody wants to join us, I think it'd be cool. Uh, there is a uh, the um, Washington. Well, the Clark County Democrats are putting on a uh, watch party. Are you going the, on the? 15th. Is it on a weekday? It's on Tuesday night. Not happening. No. Okay. Well, I think yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go. Oh. I, I was like, Kylie, we should go. And you she's like, should go. And Kylie's like, well, only if you allow me to make fun of Andrew Yang. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your article. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. I guess. Uh, we got enough time, bro. I guess we got the like profits of a liberal progress. Rousseau, Marx, and how do you say that? Uh, Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche. 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 He's uh, uh, German. Oh, Nietzsche. The profits of a liberal progress. Terrible things have been done in their name. So you seemed pretty hyped about this. It's a good. Well, it's it's right up your alley. It is right up my alley. I love <laughs> I love I love comparing and comparing uh, different philosophies yeah. from different schools of thought. Okay. The uh, so this this article is like the final article of an entire summer project that yeah, the economists have been doing, where they've uh, um, where they've compared different. Well, they're basically what they're trying to do is conceptualized what the term liberal is what it is what it isn't um what it encompasses and basically set the boundaries so it can't just be this all-encompassing word right but then it's also just can't in basically in doing that they're also keeping it from being able to be co-opted by people like marxists or um people who like um well so because i think a lot of times liberalism ends up getting co-opted by authoritarians right and I think that this project is useful in trying to keep that from happening. Right. If anybody's even reading, if anybody's even <laughs> reading these you. articles, You're just reading it's it. just me and then me sending them to you. <laughs> um, and then me reading the title and then not reading it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I read this. You did? <laughs> yeah, okay. of course. I took notes. Did highlighted. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, um, then you go for it. I want to hear. What, I want to hear what your thoughts are. It's confusing as fuck, dude. It is confusing, but um, how, let me know how I can belay any of the any of that confusion. So, I mean, they're presenting these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Of what Marx has argued, what Rousseau has argued, and what Nietzsche has argued, mm-hmm. um, and the consequences of of either society having on on what is it. How would you say it? Civil unrest or or revolutions or yeah. So it's basically 
I think what they're what they're what the author of this is getting at is that each one of these theorists, yes. Karl Marx, John Jacques Rousseau, Frederick Nietzsche, um, they all have their own ways of trying to create order mm-hmm. um, or different views on order. Yes, and that is their their in how they go about getting that order is illiberal, and I think that the. Even though, oh, so they're they're trying to show where how liberalism bumps up against these competing these competing ideologies, mm-hmm. and I th- when they break down Rousseau, mm-hmm. they're talking about Rousseau views any sort of order as as actually being like regressive or more restrictive. Mm-hmm. So on freedoms, exactly, yeah. and then they argue well, liberalism doesn't. Liberalism doesn't believe that. Liberalism right. does believe in in some order, but it's holding up these certain values. Mm-hmm. Listen to our TTR episode if you want a breakdown <laughs> of democratic values. We we have a whole hour on that. Right. Um, the and then Karl Marx views everything as t- in terms of class struggle and um, having. I think it's it's illiberal because of the way in which they are trying to get. He's trying to get to order. He believes that. Oh. You have to have friction. You have to have this friction, and this, there's there's always been this historical tension between two classes, and that's right. that it's gone from as soon as soon as there was property created, yeah, there was and labor had to be used to create excess, and then once the capitalists mm-hmm. took over that excess, that's how we've gotten to where we are today, and why there's such an inequality. And he's calling, and basically what he's saying is that eventually, all of the workers, the working class in a capitalist society. So there's two class. There's always been two classes throughout history, mm-hmm. and it there's been evolutions between between that. But there's always been owners and workers, right? And eventually, the workers will rise up against in a unified in a, in, a, in a unified way to take over the means of production mm-hmm. and and create this order that is good for it. You know, basically, it creates this this you know equality across. Um, across all individual persons um, be, but because it's calling f- because of the, the means in which it's calling to do that is 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 a liberal as, is as liberal as well and Nietzsche is interesting because a lot of what he is saying is talking about the dark psyche of the humans and that there is there are people who have certain traits that are admirable and people who don't possess that right so kind of getting into there's like a hierarchy of, of individuals mm-hmm. um that's was kind of <laughs> that thinking really influenced uh adolf hitler yes he, i really like this part um in that part about nietzsche it says he is the father to the notion that you cannot divorce what is being said from who is saying it mm-hmm. i like that yeah no that's um for some reason i'm not getting uh why is it telling me i can't get this article anymore because you done fucked up, boy. Well, cause I, I probably read my limit <laughs> <laughs> on um, the for the month. Where is it? I put some highlights. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like the the overall idea of the the series. I wish you would have sent me in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying this is this idea of, of, of defining, mm-hmm. further defining the term and what it is and what it isn't helps you navigate through how you're operating mm-hmm. when looking at the politics in your society. Yeah, I mean, liberal, liberalism is supposed to uphold 
um, is supposed to uphold indivi- you know individual freedoms, right? Through um, through you know through by codifying the values of uh, liberty, justice, yeah. rule of law, um, and making sure that's equally those those values are equally distributed, right. not necessarily econo- not necessarily economic um, equality. But equality of you know equality of, we hear this all the time equality mm-hmm. of opportunity versus you know equality of outcomes yeah and I th- that's what lib- that's what classical liberalism is set up is try tries to set up to do um, right. and there's different ways of getting that they 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 list you've you've got interventionists like John Maynard Keynes a pragmatist like John Stuart Mill um, all these guys that have different ways of getting to that equality of opportunity yeah but they all do fit within the broader broader blanket of what is liberalism mm-hmm. because at their core what they're arguing for is is the is the is the purveyance of these of these core liberal values you know it's interesting when i was reading this and i was reading through the three you know the three approaches or three ideas regarding how how society and mankind operates i couldn't help but think about like various dystopian warning you know, literature that we see today mm-hmm. um, and how you can take the parts or the extremes of what each of these is arguing mm-hmm. and how you can see that in the in these l- literature warnings yeah. of if it's too much of this, this is why that's problematic. More specifically, I'm thinking about Rousseau's idea that the society and the, and the, the construction is corrupting Mm -hmm. so then you know you see so many times in dystopian films like after the collapse of a society that more rigid and strict societal and political and governmental rules is what keeps us safe Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so where he's saying like that's if you were to if you were to apply that dystopian model to what he's saying i i think you could see parallels throughout history but also Mm -hmm. how we live today with what he's arguing these rules are here to protect you and to and to make sure that there's peace but what he's saying is that no all of these rules that you think that are helping you and keeping you safe are actually preventing true freedom exactly and he's because he's saying in human nature completely um completely stripped of all of that man is naturally humans are naturally good right and there isn't going to be any competition right. there isn't all all of societal structures creates mm-hmm. inherent creates create uh, creates competition for for men right for man and that's why there's violence um and that's that's antithetical to even which is interesting because like rousseau is like a child of the enlightenment right where right. we see classical liberal thought come out of he's just being contrarian but in in a lot of ways rousseau is held up by modern liberals yeah but are it's, they though now? I just when you say that, I see a shift of like this idea of liberals or this current definition, which I hate saying mm-hmm. because there's a fucking one definition. Yeah. But these liberals or leftists are advocating for stricter rules on language or on liberty. Yeah, but I also think that there is this under. I I notice that there's this underlying current in current in modern day you know labeled liberals <laughs> we're struggling with this one. <laughs> well it's just because i don't believe that today's I, I liberals exactly. are liberals exactly. and i don't believe that the conservatives today yes. are conservatives um by exactly so anyway by definition by definition yeah the so 
I do agree, but I think there's also and there is some undercurrent. Sort of like I feel like the underneath a lot of that mm-hmm. is still this belief that um that st- that structures need to be torn down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to be torn down and replaced with with things that are they feel is more equal. Maybe this gets into a little bit more. Maybe this is kind of like a blend between some Rousseauian ideas and Marx in, in a Marxist. I was idea. gonna say that. Um, we sound so fucking nerdy right now, <laughs> dude. I'm loving it, man. I'm this is this is so because awesome that's what to I me. came thinking about as far as Marx and what you're saying right there as far as like maybe this progression towards that will lead to that uprising mm-hmm. of the lower classes. Yeah. So what Marx is the problem with Marx is that he assumed that somehow, and he could never really point to it mm-hmm. in his writings, was that humans can like so he he assumed that eventually all the workers would become a a class in and for itself right and what that means is that not only are they they understand themselves as being working class they're part of this class but they also see their fellow worker as part of like the same team Mm -hmm. right instead of seeing Mm -hmm. yourself as an american you see yourself as a worker of the world right and you're going to and then eventually because once you've reached that cognitive understanding mm-hmm. you'll have everybody will then have shared and shared self-interests and you'll work together for the common good of overthrowing the you know the owners of the means of production and right. create a more equal equ- equitable society that's like what what marx could never understand what marx could never pinpoint is how were you going like how do you get to that class awakening without without addressing individual self-interests because you're talking about each individual has their own self-interest and that's right. why liberalism is this is why it's antithetical to liberalism is because liberalism tries to uphold individualism as a core value individual individualism to a sense but yeah. i mean understanding that every individual has their own self-interest and allowing those individuals to pursue their own self-interest in a, in a system that is set up to allow them people the most flexibility to pursue their own individual self-interest and what they feel is best for them that's a liberalism at its core mm-hmm. marxism on the other hand says well no we have to all have this eventually we'll get to this place where all self-interests are the are the same but how you get to get the, how do you get to that psychologically you never really i don't think you can he never really addresses what that. you're saying psychologically on the same level so if there's the proletariat or the mm-hmm. working class they could possibly get all on one mind on one mindset you know what i'm saying where the upper class they could also be on one mindset but you're still having a division between the two well he doesn't marx doesn't say that the the, he's always going to say that the, the proletariat and the bourgeois yeah. are going to have different mindsets. That, okay, okay. But he's saying that the whole proletariat in itself, the we'll whole have class one mindset. will yes. have one okay. mindset. Okay. Yeah. And then that's required in order for socialism, communism to, right. to take place. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's where, that's where Marxism falls apart because mm-hmm. each individual is going to have their own self-interest. Right. How does that naturally not lead to civil unrest mm-hmm. or revolution? And then, re- and as as this in this article points out, revolutions are easily co-opted. Yes. See, the French Revolution yeah. became incredibly violent after they killed the king. They all rose up in one for one collective reason: the inequality created by the monarchy. Mm-hmm. But once the monarchy was gone, you had all of these vying factions trying to gain power in right. themselves, and y- you see for that self-interest for self their own their own individual self-interest. Once that unifying thread is gone. There's nothing left holding those fact those different mm. those differing factions together, and that's what that's what liberalism allows. The flexibility of a liberal system, a democracy, allows for those 
them to i don't know it, it's just it, it's better for for long-term social stability mm-hmm. liberalism is right. versus a top-down controlled very 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 like a very centrally planned system right anyway because I, I i think liberals are the people who call themselves liberals today are reverting back in being co-opted and and by more controlling more authoritarian yes. thoughts yes so that gets me to like something i found really frustrating in my class recently wait could you also argue that with conservatives oh yeah so both sides are advocating for more control <laughs> over themselves mm-hmm. to what point to yeah. a revolution to when then there's no no leader like you're saying with the french revolution i don't know sorry what were you saying about your class i want to get oh, to no that. no i think no that's a that's a more interesting thread <laughs> Because I think conservatism is a disposition. It's not a really an ideology. Right. And I think, because we talked about this too, is that in, in another Economist article mm-hmm. about conservatism and what conservatism is, basically it's it's liberalism, but we're pumping the brakes a little bit. Right, right. And we're, we're worried about what rapid social change mm-hmm. is going to do to stability. That's what that, like what Mark, but we're not saying that change shouldn't happen. Right. Or that, um, or that liberal, liberal structures of democracy aren't efficient or mm-hmm. aren't um aren't valid mm-hmm. forms of governance what conservatives are saying is that you know, we'll basically just pump pump the brakes right like we want we want to make sure that change is happening in a way in a slow in a more slow process mm-hmm. to where we're not having these massive upheavals is these big peaks and troughs in terms right. of civil unrest and and um in in anyway so i'm uh, real quick i'm yeah. imagining these two tiers of 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 uh, let's just use the, the party names because we don't want to use the definitions mm-hmm. of conservative and liberal. You have Re- Republicans and Democrats. The way that they're... Today. Today, okay. The loudest voices that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, I just see like with Democrats, and I'm only using these just to differentiate the two. I'm not saying all, I'm not, you know, I'm not encompassing both everyone in all both parties. But I'm just saying like you have this fight or advocacy for... Um, limiting uh, a speech or or certain things for progression Mm -hmm. to be more inclusive right and then on the counter you have the other side saying that's limiting freedom of speech that's that's not liberal Mm -hmm. Um, but then you have this fear from the left that the right is not being um um inclusive or 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 providing opportunities Mm -hmm. so i just see these two pillars stacking more and more regulations on themselves or to themselves or to the american people for what their idea of the 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 greater good is yeah so the liberals want more restriction or breach or more punishment or more whatever mm-hmm. for f- to be more inclusive. Yeah. But then the other side is saying like, no, that's not more inclusive, but there are also measures taken to be, whether that's founded on, on, on religious mm-hmm. ideals or whatever, yeah. but there's more restrictions. Both sides are building more restrictions. I think it's cultural on the right. Okay. We're going to try to define what it is to be part of the nation. Mm hmm. And I think on the other hand, Social. it's more it's it's more economic. Oh, okay. That's oh, my, said my, that per, my perception said is that, that it's more economic. Yeah. Um, we want a they want a quality of outcome, mm-hmm. whereas, and I I don't and that's its own kind of populism. Right. Right. Yes. And then on the right, it's more it's more culturally driven. 
Mm. I, I think that there is there is a um I think you're I think you're also one hundred percent right on the, the controlling of free speech to allow for more openness. Yeah. Which is seemingly I mean, it's not seeming contra it is contradictory. It is. Um I'm just saying in general I'm seeing regulations or or restrictions being advocated on both sides mm -hmm. to make arguments for liberalism or freedoms which doesn't make fucking sense no i saw um a republican uh republican senator arguing that we need to change we need to change the impeachment rules mm -hmm. to protect the constitution Wow. Because he wants to make he wants to change a Senate he wants to change the Senate rules that if impeachment is is voted upon in the House, that the Senate doesn't have to take up the the, uh, the inquiry. Doesn't have to take up the doesn't have to take the trial. Mm -hmm. They can ignore the trial. And per the per current Senate rules, they're required to. Right. Uh okay. Yeah. I I this, I, I guess it's just more perverting of our system right, to try right, to right. maneuver for your own self-interests. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you want to tell your school story? Or are we out? No, I, th I think we're good. All right. I can tell <laughs> it next. It, it's basically it's um. If you, I don't know. No, we'll we'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, God, I love doing this. That was that was a that was a ton of fun. Uh, thank you for my gifts. I'm hyped. You're welcome. I'm going to put my pen by my diploma until I have my fancy man desk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.